Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Beaver County Kickoff. I am your host and your head sports writer here at the Beaver County Times, Noah Hiles, ready to take you through another exciting week of Beaver Valley Whippeal High School Football action. As always, joining me on the show is... Josh Carney, education and sports reporter. And Parthu Padia, sports reporter. Look at that. I don't even need to say the order that you're hired in anymore. We're, we're just, we got a, we got a good chemistry. I mean, it's still early on, but we're in mid-season form, boys. Guys, we are officially into the Whippeal football season. We had week zero. That was just a little taste. Week one, we're really doing the thing now. We had 12 games, supposed to be 13. We'll talk about that as we do our quick week one recap. We'll start off with Parth. Parth, what was your biggest takeaway from week one? If you were at Rochester versus New Brighton on Friday, this is kind of obvious, but when Parker Lions went down, there was a lot of concern. Um, you know, Rochester was only up seven points. J.D. Ozley comes in, who plays receiver. He saw some time at quarterback last year with Parker down, but that's not their starting guy. It's not the three-year starter. Um, he comes in, and the offense all of a sudden looks more dynamic. This guy, Ozley, man, he has wheels. Um, when Parker was in in the first quarter, they tried to air it out more often, like, you know, like Gene Mastuk had, had told us, start of the season um, and pretty, pretty soon they had gone back to their, you know, their old ways, kind of pounding the ball down the opponent's throat. Um, Osley comes in and, and they're doing a little bit of everything. Uh, they quickly get the ball to Jerome Mullins twice in the end zone. Um, and the team just looked like it clicked. All right. So JD Osley stepping in and uh, dare I say it, looking just as good as Parker Lyons would on a normal Friday night. That's, that's impressive to have that depth at quarterback. A different kind of quarterback, too. I think that's important. Yeah, more of a dual threat, a mobile Mm -hmm. guy. And, I mean, that's that's J.D. Ajale to a T. I mean, you'll see it in basketball. You'll see it in baseball. The kid is one of the better athletes we have around in this area, especially at the single A level. He's he's really yeah. talented. No, you sure. mentioned that he's a better better hooper than he is a, a, a oh, yeah. football player. I'm, I'm excited yes. to see all, that all, come all spring. State, all state point guard as a junior last year, and I had imagined he's going to be even better after a strong workout or a summer of work in the CJ2K league. Kid's so, got some swagger, man. He's, yes. He's confident. Yes, he does. All right, Josh, what was your big takeaway? Yeah, so Aliquippa looked pretty good last week. Uh, obviously, you were at that game against Beaver Falls at Geneva College, but uh, they looked good doing it without some key players. Nico Eberhardt uh, still is out recovering from a, an injury earlier in the year, and then obviously Isaiah Gilbert uh, will miss the rest of the season. But uh, they had a lot of guys going down throughout that game on both sides. I know you were talking about that, getting back from the game, just how many injuries there were. Uh, I believe both coaches also kind of spoke to that. Uh, but uh, yeah. Aliquippa has a big test coming up this week, but uh, they looked really good uh, without some of their key players. So that that was a bizarre night because last Friday wasn't a wasn't cramp weather, if you will. You know, right. like normally when you think, I mean, week one, week zero, those are games that are filled with guys going down for cramping, and it's not because they're not conditioned. It's not because you know they're not in football shape. It's because the body can't withstand a certain amount of humidity. Humidity. These kids. You know, they're not pro athletes and have the whole day to warm up. They're in school until 2.30, and then they get on a bus and they come to the stadium. Maybe they go home for a snack beforehand, but their bodies aren't properly hydrated probably throughout the school day. They're not stretched out as well as they should be probably, and to no fault of their own. And still, with the weather, I thought it wouldn't be that big of an issue, but my goodness, everyone on both teams for Aliquippa and Beaver Falls, they're going down with cramps left and right. And to me, I think that's a testament, like you said, Josh, of Aliquippa's depth, where yeah. they're already doing this without two 
all state caliber players on defense gone. Three of you include Sonny Anderson. Mm-hmm. And they're asking, you know, third quarter, Al Quipa's giving a freshman like multiple carries and a possession in a two score game yeah. against Beaver Falls. That's that's big responsibility for yeah. a young kid on Aliquippa, but I mean, that's, that's, that's what they had to do. That's only going to help them come conference play, you know, getting these young kids meaningful reps in big games under the yes. bright lights. And I do wonder going back to the cramping issue. I wonder if all those TV timeouts and being on their yeah. feet for oh, so long a played a role, you know yeah. I mean? I mean that, that parts game was the second latest ending. And yeah. I think parts game, which was new, new Brighton, Rochester that ended with about eight minutes left in Aliquippa, Beaver Falls. And yeah. that started late, too, because they had to carry somebody off the field due to Correct. heat exhaustion. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So- <laughs> and and Olsh, uh, I think it was Olsh Riverside, went, went to, to overtime. overtime and was done an hour before. Beaver, Western Beaver um, <laughs> Freedom, Freedom went yep. to overtime. Yeah. And that ended before this game did in regulation. And it was because, yeah, the media timeouts did extend things. And kids are just I- standing around waiting. You know, there's no there's no Pelotons on the sidelines here for, to keep your, <laughs> you know, your hands yes, warm. I think it's cool that the games are on TV. But I think the stations need to do a little better job understanding that these are high school kids. You know, we don't need to have – in a couple of weeks, it won't be an it, it won't be true, an issue. True, true. So I just I, I thought yeah, it was a, there were a lot. It was just of a media perfect timeouts. storm. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway, um, speaking of freshmen playing here, there's there's a reoccurring theme going on not only in Beaver County but throughout the Whippeal, and that's early cancellations already. We saw it. Uh, we broke the news here um, on Wednesday. Beaver and Central Valley had their game called off due to a massive COVID outbreak within the Beaver football program. It was the first at the time. It was the first Whippeal football contest to be called off in the 2021 season due to COVID. Hours later, Hopewell calls their game off against Blackhawk. And this is the issue I want to talk about. And this is, a, it, again, it's becoming a reoccurring theme is that Hopewell called their game off partially because of COVID, but also partially just because of injuries. They sustained a lot of injuries playing North Catholic in week zero. Hopewell is a team with not a lot of numbers to begin with. And their athletic department said they didn't feel safe for the kids to send them out there and play a team. That's really good. Like Blackhawk. It, it, they weren't in a position to make, you know, to have those kids go out there and play. And Olsh is in a similar situation this week. They, they got beat up. They won against Riverside, but they had some guys sustain some injuries and they called the game on Sunday and now there's a COVID outbreak at ocean. Now it's a mixture of that is what they're telling us. But in reality, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, but at the same time, you, you, it makes you wonder. It's an interesting dynamic. I'm not, I'm not calling anyone soft here. I'm not calling any program a quitter. Every team, you know, athletic directors and head coaches, they know their teams far better than the Beaver County times does. <laughs> I'd argue that the Beaver County times knows their teams better than any other media outlet. However, we don't know. We don't know Olsh better than Dan Bradley. We don't know Hopewell better than Matt Weiss. That's just the facts, and it's their call at the end of the day. However, it, it it just creates an interesting dynamic where if these cancellations aren't because of COVID nineteen, then should it be a cancellation or should it be a forfeit? I understand these are non conference games. They don't necessarily need to be played, but you made an agreement with this other school that you were either to host them coming into your place to play a full game of football or that you would go to their place and give them your best effort. And I, and I get the idea of putting a freshman up against the team that they're simply not ready to play against is a dangerous idea. 
But I'm no. also of the mentality that football is a dangerous sport that everyone signed up for. If you're not out there with your own will, then you shouldn't be playing. All these kids signed up to play, and I'm, I'd imagine that all of them want to play. My freshman year, there was when we played Clarendon, we had a swine flu outbreak in our school, and that's not anything comparable to COVID, but we had 10 of our 43 players on the roster out going against the number one team in the state. And we still went out there without 25% of our roster. And we got our tails kicked in because that's the, that's the game we signed up to play. And it's just an interesting dynamic. I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but I do feel bad for these teams that are now left standing without an opponent because teams, their opponents are just not ready to play them. And no, to your point, that Olsh game, in my opinion, should be a forfeit. And to Mike McDonald, you know, athletic director at Olsh, who I spoke to yesterday on the phone to his credit, he, he even did, he even says that he'll stand by that. You know, on Sunday, he calls Beaver Falls and tells them that, hey, we've got a string of injuries. I don't think we can field a team. And that's the main reason. So if that is the reason for the cancellation, then, you know, by Whitfield law, it should be a forfeit. And I think Mike understands that. And we're not here to call anyone soft. Like I said, <laughs> like if, if you feel that your team is not safe to play a game, then you shouldn't do it. But uh, uh, Yeah, I, I want to just add two things, you know. First off, it's a shame this is happening still in 2021. Um, you know, it feels like it's just dragged on forever that we're dealing uh, with issues with COVID outbreaks at this point. But uh, this also, you know, while you were just talking about this, Noah, I want to go back to 2020. This reminds me at the collegiate level of what happened with Michigan and Ohio State at the end of last season, uh, where Michigan had a bunch of injuries, a ton of underclassmen were playing, and they had, I think it was six or eight COVID cases on an 85-man roster. And I think we all know the history. Michigan has gotten its tail kicked by Ohio State every single (laughs) year in the Jim Harbaugh era. Uh, And, you know, there was speculation that Harbaugh kind of tucked tail and ran. Uh, And that's – I'm not saying any team is soft or running or anything, but that's kind of just what this reminds me of. It's like – We've got injuries. That's a really tough team. Don't want to put our kids through that. Um, it, it's just, it's tough. It's, and it's, it's just more, it's got to be a consistency thing. Like right, for example, for sure. Beaver, all of their sports were canceled. That was mm-hmm. a legitimate COVID outbreak. And if you saw the kids from Beaver on Twitter, they were incredibly vocal about wanting to play Central Valley. They wanted yeah. that game rescheduled. They wanted their shot at their rival, the defending state champions. They wanted all the smoke. As yes, they say. exactly. They and just I'm couldn't. Not, and I'm, the not, and I'm sure there are kids on Olsh who still want to play Beaver Falls on Friday night. I'm sure there are kids on Hopewell who wanted to play against Blackhawk last Friday. I have no doubt about that, but they're different situations where if it's, if it's injuries and COVID compared to just COVID, we're talking about two different things here. It's setting a dangerous precedent. Yeah. And I I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. I have, I see both sides of the issue. I see people are upset that the game's not being played. Other people are upset that, you know, there's even a little bit of pushback against the decision that they're the team made. I see both sides. It's a definitely complicated issue. And I, I think it's something we're going to see more and more as we go on this year. And it's not a problem in non-conference, but come conference play, this is going to be an issue. If yeah. teams aren't willing to get out there and go, it's going to, it's going to complicate things. And look guys, this is a, Show the other side of that situation. You know, Noah and Josh, y'all played high school football. I did not. I'm not an athlete by any means. But, you know, with with what Mike told me, one of their guys had COVID and his brother was running a high fever. That could be a risk. You know, you don't know until you do the contact tracing, right? You don't know who has it, who doesn't. 
Yeah, right. and and again, we're not downplaying it. It to to us, it's just the the injuries seem in multiple instances here. It seems like the injuries seem to be the primary problem, and then COVID came into the picture. And we're not saying we're ma- they're making up COVID cases. We would never for know, sure say that. But to us, it's either got like a cancellation has to be because of COVID. And nothing else. Otherwise, it should be a forfeit. It's an either-or situation. Yeah, you yes. can't is have it, it this, this way and then all of a sudden. Is this because of COVID or is it because of right. injuries? Right. If it's because of injuries, we respect your decision to not play the game. But, but you're you going to take a two nothing forfeit up. loss. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, it's it's a Correct. forfit. But if it's 100 yeah. because of COVID, you can't play the game. It's a health risk for both yeah. teams. Yeah. So we ran long there, but that's okay. I like that. I like that dialogue. That's a, that's a conversation that I'm sure has been had in a lot of coaching rooms, a lot of locker rooms, and just, you know, a lot of living rooms throughout Beaver County. This is a, this is an issue I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I sit down and speak with Sire Clark, our player of the game from last week's Beaver County times game of the week. The Aliquippa great receiver and defensive back weighs in on their big matchup this Friday against Central Valley when we return. Joining the show now is our week one player of the game in the Times Game of the Week. It is Sire Clark from Aliquippa. Sire, how are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. We're doing this on Labor Day. You were putting in some labor with the team, getting ready for a big game on Friday night. Uh my first question, Sayer, coming off of a big week one win over a rival like Beaver Falls, what's the takeaway from that? Are you guys feeling good about the 39-25 victory, or do you feel like you could have done more? I mean, we're not too happy, but we are because it's our first game, our first win. So, yeah, we're ready. We're just preparing for this week now. A very interesting matchup uh, in that game was – your receivers versus their defensive backs and vice versa. I think both teams are loaded at the skill positions there. How fun is that to go toe to toe against some guys that you've probably been guarding or who have been guarding you since, you know, you're five, six years old. This is your last time getting to do it. I'm sure it was enjoyable. Yeah. It's fun going against people that I know and now always been playing with because, you know, stuff changed from little league to high school. So, looking at your performance on Friday night, you had a couple of catches, you had a couple of runs, you had a nice punt return, and you had an interception. Do you enjoy playing on both sides of the ball? I know on nights like Friday night last week, everyone was cramping. I saw you in the fourth quarter. You're stretching your hamstrings in between every play. Is it tough? Do you ever not enjoy it, or do you just love being out there on the field? I enjoy all of it. I just I like being out there. I always want to be in the game, always want to be seen. Okay, so looking around uh, on the field for Aliquippa this past week, there there were some key numbers missing. Number 17 wasn't there, number 52 wasn't there, and of course, uh, what's Antonio, number 8? Is that right? Yeah, number 8 wasn't there. We'll talk about him separately, but I want you to first talk about the two guys who uh, had some injuries. Nico, we don't know when he's coming back, and um, Isaiah out for the season. How, How tough is that for your team to, you know, have those two big losses going into week one. Uh, Gilbert, that was a really big loss for us because he was like one of our defensive players that we really needed. He brought the energy and everything. Nico, it's going to take some time with him. We're trying to get him back for this week, but we might not. But he's going to be here by playoffs for sure. 
So, and then another guy, obviously, you won't have for this season is is uh, Antonio Anderson, your best buddy, Sonny. Um, we've talked about him, you know, privately. We've talked about him, you know, for stories and everything. Uh, you know, what what's that like to have him on the sidelines? Obviously, you want him on the field next to you, but it's still got to be nice to just see him in his jersey still being a part of the team in some way. It's a big loss for us. It really hurts us a lot because I really wish he was out there with me for our last season because, you know, he's been here since my freshman year. We was really looking forward to this senior, senior year. So it's really – it hurts a lot for us. So uh, is a silver lining seeing how well he is doing with his recovery, you know, hearing that he, he's able to walk around a little bit and he's setting big goals for himself? I'm sure that that probably puts a pep in everyone's step in the locker room. Yes, that helps us a lot to know that he's going to be able to start walking again. We can finally probably start getting back on the field with him again. That would be that would be very impressive. So um, this Friday night, week two, it's it's only week two, but it's pretty much the game of the year. You guys against Central Valley. I know this is something they've had circled since, you know, the, the schedule came out. I'm sure it's been the same way for you guys as well. Before we get into the X's and O's, I just want to know how exciting is this to, you know, have a matchup, your home opener, your senior year against the defending state champion? It's very big for us, for the whole team. Because, you know, these past years, we always lost to them and we didn't get to play them last year due to COVID. So this year is really like the year that we're really trying to beat them. And this is this is your last chance, obviously, and this is a group that's given your senior class a lot of headaches. This is a team that beat you guys in the Whippeal Championship a couple years ago. This is a team, for anyone who watched the show Friday Night Tykes, I mean, Aliquippa and Central Valley always went down to the wire, it seemed, in those games. You've been playing against the guys like Fitzsimmons, like Alexander, like Merritt, since you were, you know, almost in diapers, essentially. Mm-hmm. How fun is it to have that history like you have with Beaver Falls, but against these guys who are, you know, the best of the best of the best in the area. I mean, it's it's fun seeing all this, seeing everybody grow up, seeing them get better, doing better, and not like doing other things. It's good to see them still playing, still trying to compete with us. So, what's the game plan going against a Warriors team like this? It looks like they love to run the football with Landon. Um, of course, they have the receivers that can make plays downfield and Thompson and Donovan Jones, and the list goes on and on. Are, are you guys expecting a physical game or are you ready for just about anything? It's going to be a physical matchup, including with the line and the running, because we know they're going to have to, they're going to run a lot with Landon. They're going to do a lot with that. So, it's going to be a fist fight with the linemen. Okay. And then my last question about uh, week two here, how excited are you to be playing in the pit again? I know that you got to play there last year, but it, it wasn't the same experience, you know, with, without the fans being there full force, you got the mayor leading the dog pound. That's, that's what he calls that section, right? Where everyone's up and yelling and everything. I, I have a feeling it's going to be real jumping Friday night. That's got to get you excited as well. Yes, it got, it's, it really it's going to bring a lot more to the team, all the energy from the crowd, seeing everybody there, not just a little bit of people. It's going to bring a lot of energy to help us get a win. All right. So to wrap this up, we're going to go speed round. I'm going to see how many questions I can get in in a minute. You got to answer them real quick. We'll move on to the next one. All right. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Certified Lover Boy or Donda? Better album? Mm, Lover Boy. Okay. Favorite Aliquippa football player of all time? Uh, MJ Devonshire. 
Okay. Uh, favorite college football helmet? F7. Where? The F7. No, no, not the make or model. I'm talking about like the logo and the colors. Oh, the logo. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably say Cincinnati's. Cincinnati. Okay. With the Bearcat paw. That's a, that's a unique one. Um, best player you'll play against this year. Mm. Probably Landon. Okay. 100 degree games or snow games? 100 degrees. Really? Yeah. Okay. Best place to eat in Beaver County? <laughs> Probably Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you could work out with one NFL player, who would it be? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Those are some good answers, Zaire. Thanks for coming on the show. Best of luck on Friday night. Thank you. You're welcome. Come on. Big thanks once again to Sire Clark uh, for coming on the show. A good interview. It's it's always good to see, or it's always fun, I should say, to uh, catch up with these high school athletes, get their opinions on stuff about football and stuff about life in general. You know, weigh in with music, food, their other interests, and uh, get to know these kids a little bit more. It's always fun. All right, guys, so now we're moving on. It's the part of the show that everyone tunes in for. It's time to give our week two picks for the games in the area. To, to no one's surprise, I am in first place once again. 19-2 right. and two on the season. I've gone just with one loss, back-to-back weeks, and it was they were both games that I think everyone else also got wrong. So, you know. What are you going to do, right? I think Parth uh, and I are going to riot. At every, everyone else, uh, Parth, Josh, the house, Bill, and Joe are all 17 and four. So everyone's looking up to Noah Hiles. No, it wouldn't be the first time. All so right. We got, we got a big <laughs> slate here. Be, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. 12, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sure. I get it. I get it. Oh, good. All right. So oh, we 12, love you, 12 Noah. games here. Possibly a 13th of Beaver Falls can find a new opponent at this moment when we're recording. On Wednesday, they don't have a new opponent yet, so we won't pick that game. If if they do pick that, if they do pick up a new opponent, we'll update our pick sheet, which runs in the paper and online, and you'll see our picks there. But for now, we're just going with the twelve games that are scheduled at this moment. We'll start off with a really good one that has a new location. If you haven't heard, Blackhawk North Catholic, the game which was originally supposed to be played at Blackhawk High School, is now being played at North Park. Uh, in, in McCandless or Ross Township. I forget the exact location there in my neck of the woods near Wexford. Uh, so that's a really good game. Blackhawk, a team that's one and one, an impressive win over Beaver Falls and a valiant effort against Central Valley last week on one day's notice. Um, but they're playing North Catholic, who has two blowout victories over local schools, and they're number two in the Whippeal, uh in our poll, in the Beaver County Times uh, 3A poll. And it looks like four of us picked picked Blackhawk. Two of us picked North Catholic. Uh, guys, real quick, who did you pick? I I grabbed North Catholic. Um, I, I just I love that rushing attack that they have. And I, I saw how Blackhawk struggled the previous week uh, with Central Valley's rushing attack. I think Central Valley racked up over 330 yards. Um, obviously, North Catholic's coming off two blowout losses, as you mentioned, Noah, against um, – I don't want to say lesser opponents, but 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 smaller schools. Uh, but I, I just think North Catholic's run game is going to give Blackhawk fits again uh, this week. And 
it should be a good game, but I think North Catholic's rushing attack will will prevail in the end. Okay. Pars, who'd you have? Yeah, no, to your point, I think, you know, just what Blackhawk showed last week, and even in a loss, right? Like having to turn around and play Central Valley with a day's notice and still put up a hell of a fight, I think that shows a lot. And I think they've been battle tested and I, you know, they'll be ready against North Catholic. Yeah, I mean, this is this is 3A versus 4A. Not a huge difference, especially when you're talking about a Catholic school. And that's not to throw shade at North Catholic, but, you know, when you're able to bring in a couple of other guys from wherever, you're, you're, you're playing with a little bit extra compared to Blackhawk, who, you know, they have the kids in their district. Blackhawk has a lot of talent. North Catholic's always good. I wouldn't be shocked if this game goes into overtime. I think yeah. it's going to be a battle, and I think both of these teams understand that while, yeah, this isn't going to affect your conference record, it's, it, you know, this won't get you in the playoffs or won't prevent you from making the playoffs, but a win here can help your playoff seating. It's a statement game. For, for 3A and 4A. Yeah. A win here for Blackhawk is a, is a resume booster, yeah. as it is for North Catholic. So these teams are going to go hard. I took Blackhawk, and I think it's Blackhawk in an upset. If I were to make a line in this, I would probably put North Catholic as the favorite. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good game. Moving forward, we have Jefferson Morgan at Cornell. Cornell 0-1 this year after a tough loss to Mohawk, 14-7 the final on that one. I think the Raiders rebound, and so does everyone else. We have them winning uh, across the board, six picks to nothing for Cornell. We move forward to game three, and it's Shenango at Elwood City, the Wolverines <laughs> with their home opener. And Parth is picking one of the bigger upsets that will, if this occurs, it will be one of the biggest upsets in the Whitfield this year, and that is Elwood City over Shenango. The rest of us took Shenango Parth. Why did you take the Wolverines? Look, wackier things have happened on Friday nights, and y'all know this. Elwood City, they haven't looked great so far. I wanted to pick the upset, and okay. if I was going to pick one upset, that was going to be the one. So, I listen, went with. I, I have I have a lot of respect for what Joe Lomenza is building there. Um, they have the numbers. They have a lot of young people. I think they have over twenty freshmen on that team. And they're getting valuable experience playing these good opponents like Shenango. But that beating Shenango would be monumental. It would be one of the bigger wins in that program for a while. But however, yeah. Elwood City is a Cinderella team, a school at least. Their their basketball team won the Whippeal as an 11 seed last year. Their girls softball team went to the Whippeal championship and the state playoffs as I believe a 14 seed. So they they've been known to play Cinderella in the past, just not necessarily on the gridiron. <laughs> we move now to Beaver against Hopewell. This is another game. We don't, we don't know if this is going to be played or not. I've, I've spoken with both athletic directors. Uh, they want to play the game. It's, it's not a question if they want to or not. It's just Beaver continues to recover from this COVID outbreak. There's a chance this game gets moved to Saturday to give the Bobcats an extra day to prepare because they're just getting guys back now off the COVID list, whatever that is in high school. It's not like the <laughs> NFL. Um, but nonetheless, this is a game that I, if I had to bet that it would be played, I think it will, but I, I don't know if it's going to be played on Friday night. Nonetheless, we still picked it. Everyone took the Bobcats over Hopewell, six picks to nothing. Another six, we have two more uh, in a row here, six picks to nothing games. Ambridge at Laurel, all of us like Laurel in that one, and West Allegheny at Montour, a game that I think is going to be very close. I think this is a very even matchup. I know that... Uh, Moon gave Montour the business last week, but I think Moon is one of the better teams in 5A. They're top three 
at least, I think. So that's not Montour looking bad. That's just a testament to how good Moon is. I'm not saying West Allegheny is bad, but they allowed a lot of points to Trinity last week. Yeah. The offense is good, but I think right now West Allegheny, and this was kind of my takeaway when I saw them practice in the preseason, they're going to be a big 12 team. They're going to score a lot of points, <laughs> give up a lot, yep. but they're going to, they're going to allow a lot of points. Yeah. And I think this is going to be another bond barn burner, but all six of us took the Indians led by Gavin Miller, uh, Deshaun Spencer, I also want to give a big shout-out to. He had three touchdowns against Trinity last week. Very impressive um, for West A. So when we now move on to another game that I think is going to be really good, this is going to be a tone setter for who the second-best double-A team in Beaver County is. I think the first is Beaver Falls. I think these two teams are competing for the right to claim the second spot. With Western Beaver also in the mix, but one of these teams has beat Western Beaver. It's New Brighton, and it's Southside. Southside fought strong against Nishanik last week. They did not come out on top, but they earned an impressive week one win or week zero win over freedom. Meanwhile, you have new Brighton who's one and one. They had a tough loss against Rochester and they grinded out for an overtime win the week prior against Western Beaver. All of us took new Brighton aside from bill who took the Rams. And what's interesting is bill was on scene. Bill, yeah, bill, bill saw them in person, uh, South side play which none of us have. We've, we've read the box scores. We've, you know, done all that stuff. I've been to their camp, but we haven't seen the Rams in action like Bill has. So maybe that does say something that we all went with new Brighton and uh, Bill Allman, the, the guy who's got more experience than the rest of us combined is going with Southside there. So we move forward now freedom against Quaker Valley. We all took the Bulldogs six to nothing. there. not a lot to analyze there. freedom. zero and two, but two tough losses. I mean, they lost the South side and they lost an overtime last week to Western Beaver. Um, Josh, not a lot to analyze in this game, but there is one guy you want to highlight. Yeah. Josh Pale showed up last week, uh, 145 total yards uh, of offense. Uh, and then I think he had 12 tackles on 12 defense, tackles. like yep. just fantastic on both sides of the ball was nominated for football player of the week for the Beaver County times. Uh, but uh, yeah, Josh pale. It's a guy that I liked coming into the year. I think I said he was the swaggiest mm-hmm. uh, in preseason, but uh, yeah, showing up on both sides. And I do think freedom uh, gets on the, gets on the board with a win this week. Okay. So now we move on to a, a really good game that I think depending on what our cancellation situation is moving forward. I think this is where we'll have Parth at this week. It is Moon at Woodland Hills in the legendary Wolverina. I'm jealous that he gets to get there uh, before I do this year. And this will be a really good game. Woody High is one and one. They lost to McKeesport in a close game last week. Uh, before that, they beat a team from New Jersey 20 to nothing. Uh, meanwhile, Moon is 2-0, two, two impressive victories over Seneca Valley and Montour some uh, solid programs out here and we all took moon six to nothing Josh uh, you've been on moon from the jump here I understand that wins over Seneca and Montour are impressive but what would a win over Woodland Hills on the road oh. improve to three and0 do for a program like moon man I think that would really put them on the map not only from the Whippeal standpoint, but from the state standpoint as well. I mean, you and I both know just how vaunted a program is Woodland Hills is. Um, they've turned out a number of NFL players. They're playing in the Wolverina. It, it's a crazy atmosphere. It's, yep. it's very, uh, it's a daunting task to go in there. And I think if moon goes in there and imposes their will up front, like they want to, and, and, and really just punches Woodland Hills in the mouth. I mean, that would, I think people across the state would really be like, okay, moon is for real. 
there, there are two death valleys in the Whippeal, the Wolverina and the pit. Yep. And uh, we'll be at both of them this Friday as yep. we, uh, we got one more game to go uh, into before we move forward to our game of the week. And that is Western Beaver at or Riverside at Western Beaver. Josh, you'll be at this game on Saturday. All of us are taking the golden beavers except for the house. Uh-oh. The house is who silently only lost one game last week. Uh, He's going with Riverside. He was impressed, I guess, with their performance against Olsh last week. And I, I got to agree with them. Taking No one expected Riverside with 26 kids to take Olsh into overtime. But they did. And they, they, they really grinded for that contest. So we move on now to our game of the week. It is not just the game of the week. This is probably the game of the year as far as Beaver County is concerned. You have rivalries. You have tradition. But you have the two best programs in the area, far and away. One of them has gone to 14 straight Whitfield Championship games. The other is the defending state champion in PIAA 3A. The last two, uh, time these two teams met was at Heinz Field in the Whitfield Championship, where Central Valley took down Aliquippa. Mike Warfield told me after Beaver Falls is after the victory over Beaver Falls that he looks at Mark Lyons as a mentor. And he has never beat his mentor yet. This is a big game. These two kids have been going toe-to-toe since they were six years old. Hell, it was on national television, if you ever watched the show Friday Night Tykes. This is something they're all very excited about. And Parth, you're the only one of us to take Aliquippa at home against the Warriors. Tell us why. Yeah, obviously the Quips got off to a slow start against Beaver Falls last week. But they, they put it together towards the end of that game. Noah, you were there. Um, Central Valley, you know, they're, they've rolled out a new quarterback in Matt Merritt. Um, they've played for two weeks. I don't think they're going to have the offensive success that they've had against, against knock and their last opponent against, against the quips. I don't see Landon Alexander running for 200 plus yards. I don't see, you know, Matt Merritt, um, having that sort of impact against Aliquippa. Uh, I'm going with, I'm going with the quips at home. Okay. Josh. Yeah, I went Central Valley. Uh, I was just there at practice Tuesday night and, and, that offense just seems to be clicking. I know they got a lot of young guys up front uh, all on the offensive line, but uh, there's a ton of skill on that team on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, and that defense is going to be up to the task against an explosive Aliquippa offense. And uh, it, it's hard to bet against the Mark Lyons uh, coached football team at this point. Um, you know, they are a machine that just continues to roll downhill and they have the depth to show for it too. So that's largely why I went Central Valley. I mean, these teams are, as even as they get across the board. Um, you talk, your, your feature series, Josh, is called In the Trenches. These are far and away the best two lines. Yeah. If you take Moon out of the picture. Because yeah. Moon's technically not a Beaver County school. If we're talking Beaver County. These are one and two. Or one, one and, and two, one A. One and one A, yeah, yeah. And it's a distant one and one A. Just yeah. with their size, their physicality, the ability to, you know, get downfield and even throw, you know, blocks 20, 30 yards down the field to create an even bigger play. Both of these teams have that. Sean Fitzsimmons versus Tyrese Jones is going to be that's a that's a division one versus division one matchup yeah. right there. Um, you know, Matt Merritt coming around the outside going against the other studs on Aliquippa's line. That's gonna be fun to watch. Aliquippa's gonna want to run the football as a Central Valley. I think the team that throws the ball better and the team that has the team that's able to get Everyone involved offensively is going to win this game, and I think that's why Central Valley can do it. And I, I'm not doubting Quentin Good. I think he had a d- decent performance against Beaver Falls, but this is a much better opponent 
Yeah. And it's it's as, it's asking mm-hmm. a lot for a sophomore in his first home start of his varsity career to beat the state champions. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just going to be tough to get all of those receivers involved to get the run game going. Whereas Matt Merritt, you know, he hasn't thrown more than five passes in either of their games, I don't think. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily need to in the sense where the guy could be like Tim Tebow and just have 15, 20 carries himself. Yeah. And then you can get Landon involved. I just think Central Valley's offense is better built for this matchup. That's why I'm going with the Warriors. So, guys, that, that wraps it up. Any final thoughts as we tie a bow on this one? I just wanted to add one thing with that Central Valley Aliquippa game. I think this is the week that people start to recognize just how good Jackson Tanya is for Central Valley. Uh, both sides of the ball. Big uh, start at center. Big start at center. Switching from tackle to center this year. Uh, you know, he is – you talk about the athletes Central Valley has in general, that skill positions, but he might be up there. That that kid is a freak athlete in the interior of that offensive line, uh, and I, I, I think he's really going to take a star turn this week. Well, that's all we got for this week. Be sure to tune in once again next Wednesday as we will have your week three picks. Uh, Follow us on social media. Hit that subscribe all button if you haven't already, and we will see you again soon.